The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Political correctness is really about silencing you from saying truth. PC, political correctness, is really about lying. It's about allowing people to carry chips on their shoulders, that anything in the past is the present people's fault. with all kind of accusations and hatred toward the people that really are the victims, while at the same time, the perpetrators are painted as victims. There are all kind of affirmative actions. We have all kind of different things in the government regulations. We're hampered in truth and not being able to speak. And if you speak unpolitical, correctness, you're labeled by names. People who don't have good intellectual arguments call other people's names. Racist, a white man, all these things come up. 
when it was delivered to this nation, to the Europeans and various nations of Europe, that brought Christianity to this land. It didn't come from the Indians. It didn't come from somebody else in the cave days. It came from Europe. Yes, immigrants have always enhanced that. But why are we so apologetic that we were in the name Christian? Our lady's not being politically correct. She's telling us witness. She says, be witnesses of truth. December 2nd, 2016. Fresh from our lady. What does that mean? It means to be a witness of truth that when we see these lies, that we unmask them. And yet, most people will add the verbiage or at least be silent because they're afraid to stand up. They're afraid they're going to offend somebody. The nature of what Jesus Christ did was offensive to the masses. And few who he spoke to converted. Most did not. And even though some of those who did ended up shouting at him at Via Della Rosa. They thought he was going to be the king. Jesus was the most unpolitically correct person that's ever existed. Because when you tell truth, truth is always something that cuts. It's always something that offends. And it causes the unperson, even the unintelligent people, with their not being able to give their arguments, it challenges them to think about what their position is and go further toward ignorance and name-calling or either be convicted and changed. The very message of Jesus was to reorder your mentality and to be brave and to say what you know needs to be said in different situations. How did he do that? He laid out truth. Truth divides. And we see division. All this is part of what I was here for. Our Lady said on December 2nd, 2016, be witnesses of truth. Then she adds this. Do not be afraid. Why does she say that? It's because many are silent in regards to state and truth. Because they don't want to cause unpeace in the family. They don't want to cause this situation. I'm not talking about spouses arguing about so important. I got the truth and you got the truth and both who's got truth. No, you go to authority to resolve if there's two truths. The truth is, it's decided by the judge who holds the authority in the family. And that authority is to submit to God the Father. And so we have a whole breakdown in how we discern things and see things. We have Queen Elizabeth, who's always had Christian minorities in her mind as far as speaking out in their flight. And yet, Prince Charles says, and holds the belief, that what he wants to see of the Queen in England, what they protect, the monarchs, as defender of face, that he wants to be seen rather an official title of the defender of face. 
so that we reflect Britain's multiculturalist society. Why are we apologizing for multiculturalism in their face and we submit Christianity to that? We are Christians. I was just in Rome. They stood up to the greatest power on earth right there in Rome. Why did Peter go to Rome? Why did he leave Jerusalem? Why did Paul go there? Why did it all start basing there? Because those are those seeds, tiny, powerless, were the most powerful and most profound seeds that took over Rome. Yes, it took three centuries. But see the genius of God? It wasn't in Jerusalem that everything happened. The history of what happened with Christianity started there, but God gravitated it immediately to be in Rome. Peter's headed down the Appian Way. Jesus appears to him. Jesus' footprint's still there to this day. And he tells Peter to go back to Rome. Peter had been fleeing the persecution. And you're supposed to do that. You've got a God-given right and a demand by God to propagate the church and not put yourself at risk before it's your time. But it was Peter's time. Jesus appears to him and says, go back. He goes back and he's crucified. He's buried right there by Nero's circus. St. Peter's is built directly over his grave. This changed everything. Not that one incident, but the birth of the church and his strength from Jerusalem grew through Rome, veined out. God goes to the powers to change the world. Is he political? No. He goes in and puts a seed in there. You think the United States of America is in the position it is in to change back moral itself and change the world to a moral world and spread and propagate Christianity? We hear from the president-elect already saying, I'll protect Christians. First, we hear from Prince Charles saying, we're going to be known as a defender of faith. Yes, we got an obligation to protect people's freedom to be what they want to be. But we don't subjugate Christianity to these other faiths. Because Jesus Christ is the only future. You've got a right to be a Muslim. You've got a right to be an atheist. You don't have a right to propagate that in our Christian country and its laws. Our laws are based on Christian principles, and we're to follow that. And here we are at this season of Christmas. And places don't want to say Merry Christmas now, because they may have been a Muslim. But why would they even want to join you and become that if you're that weak on it? And so we see this. We see Merkel, what she's done in Germany. She's at fault. She should have been driving the truck. No, she should have been driving the truck. She did drive the truck. This guy who killed these people at the Christmas market are out to kill Christians. And we're supposed to put ourselves second. And we're supposed to say to the president-elect, oh, you you got to be more sensitive. No, his obligation, our obligation... Our command is directly from Our Lady is to propagate through our witness, yes, without apology, without political correctness, to spread Christianity. And we see the whole world starting to turn our way now. 
This comes from Gert Wilders, who a friend of Medjugorje has quoted in the past on this show. He is a member of the Dutch parliament and leader of the Party for Freedom. And he writes, Political revolution is brewing in Europe. Let no one tell you that only the perpetrators of these crimes are to blame. The politicians who welcomed Islam into their country are guilty as well. And it is not just Frau Merkel in Germany. It is the entire political elite in Western Europe. Out of political correctness, they have deliberately turned a blind eye to Islam. They have refused to inform themselves about its true nature. They refuse to acknowledge that is all in the Quran. The permission to kill Jews and Christians from chapter 9 verse 29. To terrorize non-Muslims chapter 8 verse 12. To violate young girls chapter 65 verse 4. To enslave people for intimate relations chapter 4 verse 3. To lie about one's true goals chapter 3 verse 54 and the command to make war on the infidels, chapter 9, 123, and subjugate the entire world to Allah, 9, 33. Instead of informing themselves, they have opened their country's borders to mass immigration and invited asylum seekers in, despite the fact that the Islamic State had announced that it would send terrorists to the West as asylum seekers. They even allowed Syria fighters to return to Europe instead of denaturalizing them and blocking their re-entry. They have not even imprisoned them. In short, they are guilty of serious negligence. They have betrayed their own citizens. The asylum tsunami of 2015 has only exacerbated an already terrible situation. Almost a decade ago, in 2008, a study by the very leftist University of Amsterdam revealed that 11% of all Muslims in the Netherlands agree that there are situations in which they find it acceptable for themselves to use violence for the sake of their religion. This means that in my country, the Netherlands alone, there are 100,000 Muslims who are personally prepared to use violence. The Dutch army, however, is less than 50,000 soldiers strong. Hence, if we deploy the entire army to protect Christmas markets, theaters, nightclubs, festivals, shopping malls, churches, and synagogues, we cannot guarantee the safety of all our citizens. That is why there is little doubt that 2017 will bring Germany and the entire West more violence more attacks on our women and daughters, more bloodshed, more tears, more sorrow. The terrible truth is that in all likelihood, we ain't seen nothing yet. But this does not mean that there is no hope. Just as the present dangerous situation has been created by politicians refusing to see the horrible reality of Islam and refusing to do their duty, the solution to the gigantic self-inflicted problem the West is currently suffering from needs to be a political one. We will have to de-Islamize our societies. Indeed, every single measure we take to achieve this goal 
from ending all immigration from Islamic countries, to preventative detention of radical Muslims, to the promotion of voluntary migration, to the denaturalization and expelling of criminals with dual nationality, will be a step towards a safer society for ourselves and our children. But it all begins with politicians, with the courage to face and speak the truth. More and more citizens are aware of that. This is why a political revolution is brewing in Europe. Patriotic parties are rapidly growing everywhere. They are Europe's only hope for a better future. We have to drive politicians, such as Angela Merkel, my own weak Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rudy, and their like-minded colleagues in other countries from power. We must liberate our countries. And believe me, my friends, that is exactly what we're going to do. Terrorists who hope to break our resolve with bloody atrocities will not succeed. We will choose new and brave leaders. We will de-Islamize. We will win. And we were talking about Matthew 24, 21, 22, a few weeks back. For at that time there will be great tribulation, such as not been seen since the beginning of the world until now, nor ever will be. And so we see these things taking place. You say, could this Bible verse be accurate? Yeah, it could be accurate 200 years ago, because if they experienced great tribulation, like even in World War II, atomic bombs, it had never been seen since the beginning of the world until now. See, the scriptures aren't specific, stored into the freezer of history and archived, and then comes out and applies to one thing. When Hiroshima happened, when the threat of nuclear war happened, for at that time there will be, I'm talking about World War II, great tribulations such as not been seen since the beginning of the world until now, up to that point. And we build on that. And we're seeing things that haven't happened before. We're experiencing a culture that is insane. Soldiers and people that did things had purpose in their military actions or whatever. Now, there's no purpose to what's happening. It doesn't even make sense. And we're supposed to go along when we have 11% of those who came into the Netherlands or people who have said they will resort to violence. You only need 5% to start a revolution. The rest will follow. 11% of the Muslims are willing to do something like this writing just wrote about. So what are we going to do? Our lady's here to tell us what to do. We have many wounded people. We have people I've read about, even Marion wrote about a Muslim that's very, very good. So you have that. But they have to blend toward our way, by our witness, not beating people over the head by the Bible, or forcing what the Quran does and what they say. We are to respect people. There's no question about that. And their faith. But we are to demand respect for our faith. And we are to dominate by witness and hold on to what, especially this nation and Christian Europe, is all about. So we've got signs happening everywhere. Near Naples, there's one volcano that has been sleeping this reawakening. 500,000 people or in the bowl of what the ancient volcano sits. They expect something terrible to happen. There's two more in the world 
also following that, becoming very active. One's in New Guinea, another's in another part of the world. A report says both showed acceleration in ground deformation before eruption with a pattern similar to that observed in Italy. We're seeing all kinds of things happen. Yes, we've always had earthquakes. We've always had volcanic eruptions. We've always had war. But what puts us in another category is we've got the Virgin Mary here telling us something's coming for 35 years. And you need to rearrange everything in your life, your finances, what you do, get rid of your debt. Because if you're in debt, you're owned by people. They run your life. You can't even stop working. If your house is paid for, your little plot of land was paid for, and you've got a good garden going on, you got some sustainability as far as being somewhat independent, because you're never going to be independent. You'll always have to depend on others. That's why you have community. But even if you've got the community going on, and you don't need money, you can grow what you need to live by and subsist on, without being in the market if something happens. And that's where you have to go to. That's why we promote buying metal. Don't keep your money in the bank because all these signs are there. You're going to bail out the banks. If it's got $10 in there, they're going to keep it. I was just talking to some people in Italy about what they can deposit and take out in the banks and they hate what's going on. Their taxes are increasing. Everything is taking place. It's just the government, more regulations, taking everything they have. And they're all in what was the spirit, what Joan just read, ready to revolt against establishment. And there is a patriotic move, and it's not sinful to be patriotic. It's actually grace-filled. They put out this whole thing that this is nationalism. Everything you hear when somebody's for the country, the nationalist. That's a negative terminology that I wrote very extensively about, and look what happened while you're sleeping. This was the coming thing out of the universities, down into the grade schools. If you're for your country above another country, which you should have love for your mother country above another nation, then you're a nationalist. You're negative. You're bad. And so many of the people, especially millennials, are programmed to be offended by even certain words even an expression to describe another culture. But they sit there and let God's name be used in front of them. And something they consider derogatory, they say, oh, this is mortal sin. Now, that's a culture of certain groups and intellectualism who's breeding this decisiveness. Our lady is here, and she's telling us, if those days had not been shortened, no one would be saved but for the sake of the elect, they will be shortened. Now, that's the Bible. But that's what I'm here for. Through our conversion, through her, we can shorten the things that's coming. Mariana proved that through the seven secrets. She prayed and prayed and prayed for eight months. Our lady came back. She said, what about the seventh secret? And our lady says, it's been mitigated. It's not going to be erased. So we can lessen the torments of the future. And those things will be so difficult by our prayer, our fasting, and doing what a lady says. I'm calling you. This is November 25th, 2016. This was given in the bedroom this last month. 
Dear children, also today, I'm calling you to return to prayer in this time of grace. God has permitted me to lead you toward holiness and simple life. That you in little things discover God, the creator, that you fall in love with him. That's your safety net. That's your protection. Nothing else is. To speak towards what a friend of Medjugorje is saying, that's why in most of the Medjugorje's we give information about the Miraculous Medal of Medjugorje around. There's been a revival in the last uh, few months that we've seen here uh, in regards to it ain't going to happen. Many people are getting back into the book and the principles of what it explains and re-embracing of it. It's like having a marriage over a period of time. You have to re-fall in love with each other in order to maintain the relationship. And it's the same way when Our Lady gives direction and a change of life. You have to always go back to what initiated that. And you always have to go back to, to re-embrace it. And so uh, we encourage you, especially as this year ends and to the beginning of the new year, to get back into the book, It Ain't Gonna Happen, and uh, regain a re-understanding of Our Lady, of the new efficacy that she's been giving, the new power that she's been given, especially in today, as a friend of Medjugorje is speaking about Islam and Muslims today, there's a lot of important things that Our Lady will play a role in, and it ain't going to happen. It gives a, a clearer understanding of that. So be sure to uh, reread that if you don't have it. You can also go online to Medj.com, and you can order that as well. Every event, all things, nothing's by chance. If it's a negative consequence, you say, well, why was that by chance? If it's God has something to do with it, because you inherit that which you do is a negative consequence. So everything taking place is not by chance. And so if we're following God, those things should be positive consequences, keeping his way. He will promote you to the ownership of the land. This is the principle it works by. If you don't keep his way, you're still going to inherit those things not by chance that visit you as a negative consequence. But every single thing happening is that way. And so we have the breaking up of cultures and saying multiculturalism. See through this garbage. See through the truth. We're to build one culture, one mind, one, one heart. How do you do that with different people? You don't break them up. You Christianize them. That's our uniting factor. Christianity is the answer. And it's the only answer. That's why we had the Latin Mass. No matter where in the world you went, if you went to 25 countries, 25 different languages, you had the Mass in the same way. I'm not saying that advocating going back to Latin Mass. I'm saying go back to Christian principles throughout these cultures and to spread the faith of Jesus Christ, who are they constantly calling to as my son is your solution. Who is your lady? We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomics show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205 Six seven two, two thousand.